Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Raising Kids Who Follow Jesus. I'm Justin. And I'm Madison. And we're talking today about phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and should you get your kid a phone? Yeah, should because they're going to want one. Right. I mean... I want I want a new phone. Every time I get like every time I learn that there's a new version of the phone I have, I don't even know what's different about it. I'm like, well, I want that, you know. And so me tell my kid, no, you can't have that. You can't have a, a phone because I have to have the latest and greatest of phones. I'm just teasing, but it's a huge question. It's a huge question. I think the very fact that people ask that question shows that we recognize maybe there's something up. Something, yeah. It's not as simple as should I, you know, should I should I? I bet we wrestle more as parents with should I get my kid a phone or like, should I get my kid a dog? <laughs> you know, like a dog is a living, breathing, like creature. Right. It's going to live in my home. And there's, there's like less internal wrestling there for most people than should I get them this device Yeah, that comes along with all kinds of, of other stuff. When was the first time Liam, who is 13? 13. Turned 13 like a week ago as of this recording. How old was he when he first asked for a device? Third probably third grade. Nice. So this would have been third graders are nine, eight. Yeah. Eight years old. And he had a lot of friends that were getting them. We're getting, and it was, it was like Apple. It was like phones. A smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, if as young as eight is like a normal, you know, cultural thing, like Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a, uh, a thing in your house that's not you that has influence over your kids. More so than you realize or want to. I'll tell you a, a way I saw that. And this is by the way, I'll say this before all this stuff. I recognize that most people listening to this have who have kids, um, huge percentage, maybe even the biggest percentage, have already given their kids devices. Hmm. Um, whether it's a phone, iPad that they have frequently, sometimes locked up, sometimes sure. free, whatever. Listen, if, if you've already done this, don't be like, oh, I don't want to... Li-. No. Even at the end of this, whether you haven't made that decision or not, um, we might have some advice as we go through this that it contradicts what you've already done. Sure. But we're going to get to a point where I think all of us can understand some basic things. But I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to the whole idea of it has influence more so than you realize, I'm going to share this like, I've shared this with you before, but I had this like really amazing window into that recently. So I was watching some YouTube thing that got recommended to me and, you know, how the algorithms work. I have to reset YouTube every once in a while because <laughs> uh, it was like, it's only feeding me stuff that I don't, Making me more mad or upset. Right, right. Um, anyway, so it means I maybe have a problem with devices, <laughs> right? And we'll get to that. But um, it was it was like focusing on this this music video that won like the music video of the year, some music video award, sure. thing, right? And and it was like kind of examining it, mm-hmm. and it was the like most like if I, if I use the word demonic, people who aren't. Jesus followers, even a lot of people who are, would be like, "Oh my gosh, it's so cliched." Like, yeah. this stuff. there's demons in those. Vi- no, but I mean, it was like it was, oh, just, it was really dark, super dark, super just like it was trying. If it wasn't, mm-hmm. it's like let's try to be, and not in this kind of kitschy, funny, like satirical way. Like, no, no, no. Like, if the classic understanding of the devil directed a music <laughs> video, what would it look like? Okay. And what I thought back was, okay, I'm, I'm still young enough that like MTV was a big thing when I was a kid and it was always pushing the envelope. But it hit me like, how, I was, my first thought was, how in the world could parents like ever let their kids, and I was like, oh, parents don't know. Right. Because when I was a kid, music videos were always kind of edgy and they pushed the envelope. But they also knew that you're probably watching this on a TV that your parents can walk into the room, maybe the living room or even in your room. Like 
Mom's gonna walk in and see it, go, what are you watching, right? So we pushed the envelope, but always in a way that was a little bit like... Culturally appropriate. You know, yeah, like uh, defensible. Parent, yeah, it's defensible. You could be like, "Mom, it's not that bad." Blah blah blah. Right. Mom, like, I don't want to. Okay, this is something that I think the average parent, if they saw it, would freak out. And I realized, oh, it's because they know that kids aren't watching this on a TV. Right. They're watching this on a device, and it gave me this mental picture of a kid in a room with their parents, like a thing in the living room, mm-hmm. and they're watching this, and the parent is looking and seeing just a kid in the back of a phone, and probably assuming that they're doing something playing clash of clans something like that and has no idea that six inches away from them a foot away from them is is this exposure kind of thing right and so when i say like the influence these things have it's like this inv- you don't know what what's coming through yeah. half the time and, and it's a lot and if you don't know i think most parents have it in at least an inclination like they're like this is bad i know it's bad but they might not have thought through the the right questions or the right filters when it comes to like, I'm supposed to be, you know, raising this kid up to follow Jesus. How does, right. how does having this phone help or hinder that? They haven't even asked that question. It's right. kind you, of, you know, it's, you know, people know it's bad. Cause what you never hear someone do is like, like you never hear a parent say to another parent, like, Oh, Hey, I got him an iPhone yesterday. Isn't that awesome? And like, high five. Right. Oh, dude, that's so cool. That's so great. That, like, it's not like when they get a car, like we bought him a car. You don't yeah. see people post on, on social media, like got our kid their first at car. The, at, the, at the Apple store. Like, right. Here's first Here's iPad. First, what you do here is parents always, it's always like given like with a, butt. like we got him a phone, but right. We're not going to let him this. We're not going to let him that. And then, you know, some people stick to their guns. It's hard to stick to your guns, so a lot of times it becomes this like we're gonna do this, but with these, and then eventually it's just like it's just right. They have access which, to the which know. is a, a, a uh, which is normal. Yeah, it's it's super normal, and it's really easy for you know to get for the I'm trying to find the words purpose of what you're trying to do in your home. Like if we're saying if if as for me in my house, I'll serve the Lord. Like for that to get lost in the fighting over the device yeah. or like the constant pestering to get me the device oh, or it, the, you know, the despair at the FOMO of what of all the other kids are experiencing. It can be hard to, to remember, like my job is not just to raise a kid who can talk to their friends all the time. My job right. is to raise a kid that hopefully loves Jesus one day. And so if you're caught up in all of that fighting, you let that be the, the determining factor, you might actually miss out on what that phone can accomplish or what it will accomplish it without will. you realizing it. Yeah, so let's, let's look at this in, in a couple parts. Um, and I'll say this, that we're going to have another episode that talks about ways to maybe, if, you, if the device is already a thing, right, now what? Rest- what do you do? To restrict Restrictions it, to deal with or it. Yeah. whatever, however you want to go. Are there healthy ways to do that? But let's, for this sake, say, if I'm a parent who hasn't crossed that line yet, maybe my kid's not old enough or I'm thinking, it to, should I get them the device or should I not? And I think we say device, what we're typically talking about here is a, a phone. A phone. Right? I think an iPad would probably fall in the same category. iPad, like, yeah. Um, there are some instances where, like, the... Uh, Nintendo Switch or the Xbox or whatever essentially is a glorified computer. It's not right. really just like what we had with Game Boys. It's it funny you even said yesterday like we call them phones, but they're supercomputers. Yeah, they're like, they're super not they're, phones. They're they're we we call it that's my phone, but it's actually my the phone that my kid will never call anybody on. <laughs> right. A, but um, but if you're someone who already has done the phone, a you can skip to the next episode if you want. But sure. I will say. I think that this conversation we're about to have is so vital because you do have the ability as a parent to change your mind. Mm. You do have the ability as a parent to go, hey, you know what? Um, I've got some different filters than I had right. 
It's it's two re- years ago. repentance. It's re- yeah. rethinking it. Like, Rethink- that's honestly what, like yeah. going the wrong way and being you know uh, reminded of that, and that's usually by the spirit. Like a conviction mm-hmm. comes, and you're like, whoa, like I have been going the wrong way, and all you do is turn. And I love that you said that because most people don't know that the word repent means rethink. Mm. Like that that is the actual literal definition of right. the root word of repent. And we all have that opportunity at any time. Yeah. So just if, if you're listening and you're like, I already, we did the phone three years ago, mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah, you can move on to the next episode, fine. But, you know, you might be surprised at some of these. At the very least, I think you owe it to yourself to be able to answer some of the questions sure. that we're going to work through. And so you talk a lot about phones. Do you have something else you look like? You're, no, go ahead. No, you look like you had I mean, Madison. There's a microphone in front of me, so I feel like I have to talk, so... But go ahead. But it wasn't anything like no, nothing valuable or yeah, like, no. it wasn't like a gem of, okay. <laughs> so you, you talk a lot about the idea of knowing why you're getting the phone. Oh, yeah. I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest like filter for pretty much anything, um, especially when you're trying to like follow Jesus. It's like know why you're doing something. Um, and if you ask yourself that question, you'll be able to gauge like, is this a, a healthy thing? But why are you getting the phone? And for me and the experience I've had with parents and families, it's kind of fallen into a couple different buckets of like why we got them a phone. Mm -hmm. The major one is they pestered me and wore me down until I finally I said no so many times and they they hate me. Yeah, they they hated me. They did the creative option and proved to me that they could earn it or maybe they bought it with their own money. And it's like, I don't, you know, a 15-year-old buying it with their own money, that might be the appropriate way to do it. Um, Everyone has all these different ways, but it essentially went, I said no so often, and then I eventually said yes, and the dam right. kind of broke, and now we have the phone. Right. So um, that, that's one bucket is the, yep. I just, wore, they wore me down. Yep. And another bucket is the, Or they, they proved, they did something that made me go, okay, I think that maybe they're- They worked they're, hard. They saved their money. They wore me down. They want a phone, and they're they, going to buy it themselves. That's or they fine. wore me down, or they made a good point. Right. Kind of thing. Okay. Right. Um, the other bucket I, I see a lot is like, especially with this generation, like you're- a child of the eighties. And so there was like the stranger danger, eighties and nineties, eighties and nineties. So I'm saying like, I was born in 83. You're a millennial. I remember yeah. total, I'm the millennial. Oldest, total millennial, the oldest millennial in the room. It's nine okay. times out of 10. All millennial right. is not an insult anymore. No, no, but I am the oldest millennial in the room. All right. So I'd rather be a millennial than Gen X. Stranger like danger was a thing like, Oh a, yeah. A culture of, of milk carton kids, kidnappings, like oh. being afraid of the white van that drives by that sort of thing. Yeah. By the time I was a kid, it was like, there were still like infomercials, or I don't even know if they're infomercials, they were like little skits. With, yeah, it's like, hey kid, I, my, I, I lost my dog. Would you mind you jumping me? in the car you're and helping the, me find him? If you're at the skate park, run away from strangers. Right. Um, Mine was just a normal park, if you're at the, the park. Right, and yeah. so um, those, those parents feel that impulse to go, I need to protect my kid, and this is actually a tool that I use to respond to that um, impulse to protect you can keep tabs on them right like a lot oh of, yeah you I mean, can you have a gps tracker on your on your kid now you could just tie an air air tag to their backpack and be able to track it that true. way that wouldn't be yeah but it is like okay if they're out at a friend's house or if they get a car and they're driving around um i'm able to to log into the app see where they are see that they are where they said they're going to be um right and basically have that fear and, and it's funny, just like I was talking about earlier with the picture. other bucket, it's like they either wore me down or there could be a healthy version of that to some sure. degree where they actually showed me like, whatever. Okay, I might challenge that anyway. Sure. But then it's like on this one, the keeping tabs on your kids, it's like, well, 
there's one aspect of that. Like, absolutely, makes all the sense in the world. It's a dangerous world, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, but then there's the other side where I, I, a lot of parents deal with anxiety. And how often is just the ability to constantly, every five seconds, look where my kid is? Does that just feed the anxiety? Right. It doesn't actually help it. It feeds it in a way where you're just like, Where's, where are they now? Where are they now? Right. I don't have that with, with I haven't really needed that, number one, sure. with my kids. But um, I don't like the idea of that personally. That seems like I would just... I, know, I mean, it's a normal thing now. I'm sure it is. It's a, nor- it's a normal thing for parents, and it's a normal bridge. thing for even just, like, college kids. I've got a couple friends that are in college-aged, and they and Their even, parents still... Their parents, yep. Their parents have their location, and they have their parents' location, and then their friends as well. So, like... Wow. If you're hanging out or if you're coming on the like coming home or whatever, you can How there are you are, supposed to go do bad stuff. There are people on staff here that have that with their spouse. And again, really? yes. And again, it's a, why the impulse is like instead of texting back and forth while you're driving, hey, are you on your way home? I feel old. You can just I don't do it, but I'm saying like you could just say like, Oh, let me check check life three sixty or I can mine. see where they are. Right. I was joking like as a teenager, how do you go do bad stuff now? I mean you yeah, I have lots of thoughts on it, but that's that's <laughs> right. That's uh, uh, not another... that you should do bad stuff, but like I think we all remember the times that we did bad stuff, sure. and our parents didn't know, and and like I don't, you know, that can be really bad. I had my experiences, but there were times that I came home, and it was like that could have been so bad. I'm never doing that again. Yeah, and my parents were like, "Do you have fun?" And I was like, "Uh huh." <laughs> but I go to bed and I'm just like dealing with stuff. Yeah. But like I'm so glad they didn't know. And so but I think whatever. for the buckets it. on why people buy it, okay. Um, that those are the main ones that I see, um, and I, I guess the question is: Well, can we add a? Th- I'll sure, add a third bucket. Sure. It's maybe a smaller bucket, and maybe it is a rationalization uh, confirmation bias bucket. Oh, I but, think. Or I, or, yeah. or or maybe it's legit. I'm just that's sure. what I'm saying. Is that hey, you know, these devices are going to be they they need to have these skills. They they need to have the ability to, mm-hmm. like, this is a huge part of life. And so some at some point they're going to get a phone and, and all that comes with it. So the, why? shouldn't they, <laughs> shouldn't they do it while they're in the house well, so that yeah, you can under, equip them or they're, they're yes. safer. And yeah, yes. I totally understand that. So I think, I think that's one. And another bucket I, I forgot to mention is the social dynamic. Like oh. kids do communicate via snap and via, you know, messages and TikTok, all the different social media platforms, constant FaceTiming, whatever it is. I've, I've even know, my brother did this when there weren't phones. He did it with our home phone, but mm-hmm. like would play video games before voice chat was a thing with his cousin yeah. on the line, just like talking, talking the whole on time. It. Well, no, and I've seen that. So as a, someone who has, I have four kids and most of their friends are on devices. It's funny. Not all, this is not a, a catch all, but there are times where like, I'm a talkative person. And so like if, if I'm chauffeuring one of my kids and their friends somewhere, I'll just talk. And it's amazing how often I'll talk to the kid. And they'll just look at me like a deer in headlights, almost like, what are we doing? Right. I'm like, I'm talking to you. I'm asking you questions or whatever. But then they'll sit there the whole time. So my, my daughter has a friend that they do dance together, and they're both really sweet kids. My daughter, her friend, Allie, she's awesome. And uh, they will uh, – Lily's my daughter. Allie is her friend. I don't, no one knows their last name, so I think privacy is secure. But we'll give them a ride. And my, my daughter has a, a watch that is not – it is a uh, kid's – it's a kid watch thing that came with one of our plans. And so she can text um, or call like seven total numbers or sure. something like that. But they, we have to, so it's like me and Megan. And, and then, but this friend of hers is, is one of those. Um, 
and, and we can see all of that. Like that's, yeah. it's, it's like a, it's designed for kids, right? That kind of thing. But they'll just sit in the back seat and text each other back and forth. They're sitting right next to each other. Right. They don't talk. Right. There's not a word spoken. Yeah. And it's just, it's just such a different world. Yeah. And, uh, I think for answering that question, those are the reasons that I see. So the, when you were saying the, the social pressure, it's like, yeah, like this, this is, is how, this is what kids do. I'm not going to be friends with anybody if I can't text them. Right. And even if you say, we'll just, ha- we'll invite them over. It's like, they'll bring their phone and they'll be on it the whole time right. they're at my house. So, and so I guess that's the, the, the question. It's like, you're raising kids. You're trying to create a culture in your home that is Christ-like, Jesus-like, and you're trying to raise them to love Jesus and follow Jesus. My question is, as you ask that, that question, like, why are we buying this? Is the device solving the problem mm-hmm. that you're addressing? And what new problems is it creating? Definitely. So like, you might solve the, okay, now they're not bugging me anymore. I had a dad. I'll just say this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's, if it's not obvious, like our take is probably like, hey, if your kid doesn't have a device, right? Like, don't. Or at the very least, don't be feel like you're under any pressure to at all. Full disclosure, my 13-year-old, we did just get him his first device. Mm-hmm. So I sound like probably a big hypocrite. Um, do you think I'm a hypocrite? I think Christianity is the religion of hypocrites. That's like the whole. Oh point. yeah, there you go. So That's a good point. I think if we we're all if, hypocrites, if we embrace it, no, I don't and like Jesus is the perfect one. So yes, no. I do think you're a hypocrite. But go ahead. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I can live with that. The the we've dealt with all that for years, sure. and and my son is like the he's the last the I last mean, holdout of his class. Dude, he would say things to me like, <laughs> so he if anyone wanted to message him, we would have messenger kids. Which sure. is a thing that I guess it's like a Facebook Messenger for for children via your computer, and so yeah. he would tell people like they'd be like, "Hey, you know, how can we, how can we like, how can we tell you we want to play a, an online game together mm-hmm. or something?" Which is a normal thing that boys do. And he's like Messenger kids, and they're like, "Like a kid, like they like okay, <laughs> like a baby." So he would just be like, "Dad, please, 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 please," and right. I'd say, "No." He's like, "I'm the only one." I was like, "I'm fine with that." Mm-hmm. I hope you're the only one to Forever. do lots of things. <laughs> I hope you're the only one that ever achieves blah blah whatever. Right. I would kind of be playful. He's like, well, when I'm 16 and driving, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And he's like, seriously? I was like, no, I don't think, I didn't have a phone when I started driving, and I'm probably a better driver because of it. He's like, well, how will I know where things are? I'm like, you'll have to think. Yep. What if I get lost? You'll be in trouble. <laughs> you know, but I was teasing, but I actually started thinking about it. Actually, if you would have given me a, a phone, yeah, it had GPS on it, but I, I learned where things were. I'm not going to send my kid to downtown Atlanta right. to pick up a package for me, whatever. Like, he's going to drive. Like, where do you think you're going? But I was like, he'll be a worse driver. Yeah. I'm a worse driver because, because of, of phones. phones. Yeah. So anyway. Um, but, so but unintended he, consequences. So he, you know, he was asking, asking, sure. asking. We didn't feel worn down. We did. Maybe it's a compromise or a cop out or whatever. Um, so far, we feel good about it, but that could change. Mm-hmm. And then we might need to make a different decision. Right. Um, we, we got a smartwatch for mm-hmm. him. And a, like an Apple watch can be a standalone device that has its own number. Sure. And so he can text and call his friends. Yeah. And they can call him, but he it's it's all, it doesn't have social media, it doesn't have internet, doesn't have those other things. And we felt like and this was actually my take. I don't know if it's right and I'm willing to change my mind. Like I had a we had landlines growing up. So people called my house to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Kids when I was his age, you know, my mom would be like, "Oh, so and so's on the phone." And we would talk. And that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And um there wasn't, I think probably it was the social bucket, I guess, is probably the main one. There was yeah. enough of a social thing where, like, it, it's getting to be really, really tough in some areas yeah. for him not to have I, that at all. So that was what we went with. We thought that was the, the safest option we could think of. Yeah, and you said, like, our position is, like, don't get devices if your kids don't have devices. That's not, that's not really my decision. My, my, my position is, 
if your answer to the why is is valid and you can hold to that conviction, like you're saying, like this is a solution to a problem that's yeah. that's experiencing that my kid is experiencing, that's a totally reasonable no, and, but no why, right? And knowing why gives you the room to course correct when it's not fulfilling that purpose anymore, or it's coming with un- unintended consequences that um, that aren't you know. Yeah, but beneath that solution, so if what that it, makes sense. Like no, the problems I, are worse than the solution. Agreed. So let's just do this. We had how many buckets did we create? Four. Four buckets. Let's go through each bucket. Bucket okay. one was I get them the phone. The why is so they stop pestering me and I don't feel like right they hate me. Yeah. What is your what would you say? As for me in my house, that's the the let, author- him, let them hate you. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the authority thing. It's right. like the it, it is your decision. They are not the person that's in charge, and it's okay. Yeah to say to even a 17-year-old. Obviously, mm-hmm. a 17-year-old handles it differently, but it's okay to say to a 17-year-old, this is how we live when we're here. And mm-hmm. this is, I've, I'm trying to set the culture of my house. Yeah. Um, what, what's the word in Proverbs where it says, do not, ex- is, that, is it exacerbate? Exasperate. Exasperate. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Don't exasperate your kids. So mm-hmm. like, if you choose not to get your kids a phone, don't, what Proverbs don't like, don't like rub it in. Don't right. be like, hey, like we're a phoneless household, like talking about that all the time. But it is to, to explain to them that you think, hey, socially you seem fine. Um, academically, you seem fine. Uh, you're going to, I don't care. I, I trust you. Like I trust you right. when you go out in your car. You seem fine. It's not going to solve any problems for our house. So why would I get you a phone when it could come with a lot more a lot more problems. Right. And so it's okay to say no if you understand why you're saying no. Correct. Not just the, the impulse like, I think at church they told me to say no to this. Right. And I, you're not going to be able to hold on to that because it's not a conviction. No, it's got to be conviction. But I will say that the to the first bucket, if the why is I'm just tired of the conflict, I, I mean, I know from experience how hard that conflict can be. Mm-hmm. You, you That authority word you just used we're supposed to raise our children. We're supposed to teach our children, guide our children, lead our children, lead our children, yeah. discipline our children. Mm-hmm. I mean, scripture says over and over again that like, yeah. you know, parents should discipline their children. That doesn't mean just that does, discipline doesn't just mean like punish. It's not just spanking. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it, it's right. Or taking things away or grounding, whatever discipline, like instilling discipline within them, mm-hmm. which is a lot of times like a mental thing, like teaching them to think, right. teaching them to think through. But my point is, um, it stinks when your kids don't like you. When I was a youth pastor, the number one thing that I would see, and usually it was about the middle school years, early high school years, and the kids that had the most difficult life situations were in the most crisis or whatever, the, mo- the major link between them, whether it was drugs, relationships or whatever, you know, you, you work with a lot of kids, you see all the stuff. It was just they had a parent or parents that just stopped parenting them. Right. And at some point in time, we're just like, I'd rather, I'd just rather be your buddy. And yeah, for mostly selfish reasons, unfortunately. Like, it's like, it's more comfortable. To, it's more comfortable. I'm, it doesn't feel good to be disliked by you. And especially when you have your kids, when they're little, they just love you so much. Mm-hmm. They think you're awesome. And I used to say things that I don't believe in anymore. Like, I want to be my son's hero. I'm not going to be my son's hero. Right. Like, how many... Parent, how many people is like my dad is my hero? Yeah, I want my kids to be like, despite all his faults, he tried hard. Yes, <laughs> yes. I just want to be like that's that that's it. Um, yeah, no, I want to be a good father, 
not a perfect, I don't need to be their hero. I don't need to be their best friend. And I actually think those, that's important to remember because Which me, I think is the ultimate thing is like to, to recognize that you aren't, you aren't Jesus. Right. Your, your, your job is to guide them toward Jesus. Yes. It's not to They should be look Jesus at Jesus and like him more than and you. And be like, wow, <laughs> Jesus is so much my better dad than was my dad. More. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should. But ho- sticking to those guns, if, if you make decisions that are primarily about alleviating pain, if that's your main filter for anything in for life. Par- no, specifically for parenting. For parenting. <laughs> if it's just like, I just do this because... I mean, we all know that it's, whether it's little kids and what they eat, when they go well, to bed. Well, no, we're talking about teenagers right now, primarily, but I think that is, uh, unfortunately, the dynamic when it comes to, like, the iPad kids. Like, kids with iPads that are just constantly... Yeah, hand them the iPad. Hand them the iPad. They, they, they shut up, and that's true, and it is easier to live. You can do the dishes, but I've seen... I'm, Hannah, Hannah, my wife, is so much better at than better at it than me. But like, and by the way, we, we give them our phones sometimes at restaurants. Like right, there'll come a point where we'll be eating out. And I'm it's not like, trying to call you out in any, I'm no, just I, saying I, culturally I, what I see happening. I recognize that it's not the best thing to do. Right, right. I'm we, not saying. we When we're cooking dinner, it's like, please watch another episode of Octonauts or Pokemon. Like, please, like right. just leave me alone. Like there's there's a certain level I of, need a few minutes, of, right. of you need your sanity. But I'm, what I'm talking about is just like that culture of like, my kid's primary role is to be quiet, and the way that I make them be quiet is by putting a screen in front of them 24-7. Yeah, you treat it like a drug at that point. Like here. Right, but then I guess my point about Hannah is, like, she's so good about, and I'm sure Megan does the same, like, inviting the kids into the process of, like, being in the home, and you're like, can you cook these pancakes with me? And I'm like, I never cook pancakes with my kids. Like, it's, it's messy. It's challenging. I can't do it. Why do you it. assume Megan cooks? Well, what, I'm what just is that? saying, like, moms are good Why about, like... am I not like, the one that cooks? All right. I'm the one that cooks. Wow. Oh, okay. So, but when Hannah cooks, she, she actually invites into Simon it. into it. And it's like, yeah. wow. Like, that's a... We don't really do that with cooking, but we'll help them, like, like set the table and, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's and, aspects of it. Yeah, sure. like, where you're given responsibility, that's, that's raising your kids up. Yeah. You know, like, that's calling them well, to we a don't, higher level. So, I'll say, like, our house, we don't... Maybe I'm just trying to feel good about myself. Um... Like, we don't ever let them have devices at dinner or sure. anything like that. I think the only time we do that is, is when they're when we're at a restaurant. Right. And it's just like, yeah, you know. I mean, that's why most a lot of parents just don't go to restaurants. You're like, I'm oh, just yeah. <laughs> I, We had a whole season where we didn't go to restaurants because I realized, like, I have four kids, so it's expensive. Right. It's like, I just paid $100 to have a horrible time. <laughs> All I did was yell and, yeah. d- and eat my food as fast as I can. And then I ate half of their food because right. they wouldn't eat their food. <laughs> and you can't look at the waitress and be like, we're not going to order them anything because they won't really eat it. And right. so we're just going to order for ourselves because you feel like a jerk. Okay, yeah. but back but to that. Point being, if it's just about stopping the pain, if it's just about solving the, like, immediate problem, um, that's not going to long-term be calling them to a higher standard or even, right. Or even building like trust or relationship or conversation. Like you're, car- you're, you're carving all of that out in right. the instant of giving. It's like how many that. times would Jesus have been just to the disciples? Like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should we, should we burn them up? Like, Sh- oh, uh, you know, yeah, fine. Go kill Since them. you asked, go, go kill them. Go. <laughs> I'm tired of it. You guys have asked so many times. Right. Okay, fine. All right, fine. You're the best disciple. And so that's, you guys the, keep, yeah, that's so, the pestering bucket. So you got to like, hold, hold tight, hold yeah. true. And I would say too on endurance is a really important thing. Hmm. It's funny as far as faith goes in the whole, and uh, all the descriptions of faith, even the four, the four soils that Jesus teaches, you know, that like represent. Yeah. Endurance is like the, the really only defining characteristic of the real faith. Hmm. It's, it's not excitement. Sure. Excitement's actually the second one where it's like it's excited, but it dies quickly. 
And then the third one is it grows, but then it gets tangled up and yeah. distracted. But it's like the one other one, it just like it, it takes root, endures. It endures. Yeah. So endure. You're the parent. Yeah. Well, and endurance assumes suffering. Yes. Like that it's going to be hard. And interestingly enough, and we'll move on to the next bucket, the, uh, there's a book called Grace-Based Parenting. Okay. And I don't even know how good it is. Uh, but <laughs> you're like, you're like the classic, like I read the first chapter is really great. And they had this idea. Well, most, most books, which is great. Most, <laughs> most of those books, the only good ideas are in like, the it first needed two to chapters. be an essay. Yeah. It was, should have been a, t- an I had essay to that makes the chapter titles sentences and then just all in a row. And you'd have exactly what you need. Dude. One time there was a Ted talk that was like 17 minutes long and it blew my mind. Yeah. And so I bought the book and I read it. And I was like, that was a huge waste of time because the <laughs> Ted talk was, it was like everything I needed was in there. I could have just 17 minutes. Okay. Anyway. Um, but this book, Grace Based Parenting, had, had a, it did have one thing that really hit me. It basically, it said, if you're, if you're too hard on your kids, they'll rebel. If you're too strict. Mm. That's a real thing. You uh-huh. can be so strict that they just, their freedom is so infringed upon. Right. And especially if it's a freedom about everything and anything. They get no freedom, they'll rebel. Um, but if you don't parent them, if you don't provide appropriate structure, they'll resent you. Mm. And you don't think about that. Like the kid who's in the fifth grade and he's like, my mom lets me stay up as late as I want, eat whatever I want, got me a phone, got me a second phone. Right. I play Fortnite as long. Whatever. That kid in fifth grade is like, my mom's the best. Or mm-hmm. my dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying mom. I'm just using. That same kid will not like love their, think their parents are awesome when they're in their 20s. Even if they don't know how to, dis- to say it. Because some part of them will recognize like you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Mm. You're supposed to raise me. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to teach me. I needed structure. They may not rationalize it, sure. but studies have actually shown that if there's not enough structure in a home, then there's actually not, not rebellion, resentment. Mm. So parent your children. Yeah. If you're going to make the decision to get them a phone, don't let it be based on your discomfort. Mm. Let it be that's based good. on what's there what's good for them. Right. And that's where it's like to the other buckets, if it's answering the question and satisfying it in a, in a helpful way, then that's totally fine. And so yeah. the other buckets were the, the safety. Yeah. Issue. Bucket two safety. Yeah. Do phones make kids safer? <laughs> um, not, listen, yeah. I'll be honest. Well, it depends on if, depends on what you're afraid of or what you think that's is, true. depends on what you think is dangerous. And what, if, what is the, like, what are the primary dangers of, of childhood? If you think it's predators out there in the world who are following your children, then a phone. Right. Yeah, I get that. And I don't, you know, I can't speak to every situation. I don't have like a store of data in my brain that just has all the 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 numbers. This is not financial advice. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. the podcast. That <laughs> I'm not that. a I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> but this is not medical advice. This is just my opinion. But the 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 risk of you know kidnapping and abuse and and all of that, like it does come you know closer to home than we would assume sure. that it does usually sure. it's usually an estranged parent or a, a relative of some sort right um it's not as often it's not never but it's not as often um that it's a stranger um and so the the environmental danger there i don't think is as real as it is felt by the generation raised up on stranger danger Correct. but what i think that that generation misses out on is the stranger danger that comes Oh. When you have that device that's connected to the internet. You, you don't think about it, that you're creating an, an inroad, a way into your, you're creating a, a, in your home. Sure. You're letting people that you don't know in your home. Yeah. 100%. I, I had people that I knew in middle school. Did like, you have a phone in middle school? I did. I had uh, probably, I'm trying to think of when I got my first cell phone. 
It was probably eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, but it was like a track phone that you had to like pay by the minute. Oh yeah, yeah. You had to but call. You, you were so when you're saying you were like on a laptop or something, you had devices that. Yeah. So like I had Xbox. Okay. Or I had um, you know video games, and so or my cousins did, and like we we had this guy, uh, Comet's Angel. That's what his name was. It was just like his gamer tag. Yeah. And like we'd be we'd play with him all summer long. We were playing with Comets Angel, and we were like, thought he was the coolest guy because he had basically a deep voice and didn't sound like a little girl. You'd be like, oh, sweet, Comets Angel's on. Let's get in with him. Let's, and, yeah, and let's he's go this play. guy who gets all these pings from like these right. kids want to like, come okay. play Halo with us. Yeah, we'll like, play Halo. And so, like, like when I hey, when kids. I yeah when I reflect on that, the, he he wasn't sinister and nothing weird ever happened. But it was like it would be a little bit weird if I was like playing at the playground and I saw like with my kids, right? And, and I saw like thirty five year old dude playing, like, like pushing really, on the swing, really swinging, <laughs> you know, like like Wee. oh he's going down the slides. Like we pulled up to the playground you last week. You wouldn't assume. He has good intentions. Right. We, we pulled up to the playground last week, and there was a, a guy, like, looking out across the park, but he was standing on the top of, like, one of the slide areas, and Simon just went, there's a grown-up on this playground. And I was like, yeah, there is a grown-up on the yeah. playground. Hopefully, he stops being on the playground yes. by the time we get there. Yeah, that's interesting. And so, the stranger danger dynamic, it's it's not that your kids are going to be kidnapped, but it's, I mean, I, I don't want to be the fear monger, but, like, grooming is a real thing. Yeah, their brain might be hijacked. You right. You know, it's not kidnapped. And like, so... I had a dad that met with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, again, isn't to induce fear or guilt if you've already done sure. this and experienced this. It's just again, to recognize the the problem that you're trying to solve is the stranger danger. Yes. And I don't think that it's a, a, it's at the very a viable least, solution there. It's at the very least not a, a... It's like it might solve it to some degree, but sure. it opens it up sure. in another way. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I mean... You know, like a great trick for if you have a really, if your uh, leg hurts really bad mm-hmm. and you don't want to feel that pain, you could have someone break your finger because <laughs> now you're not going to feel the pain in the leg anymore, right. but now you have a broken finger yeah. and that hurts too. So it's at the very least a trade-off and yeah. I think is what we're saying. So he was like talking, he did the whole first bucket, mm. which was, you know, my daughter bo- bugged me and he said, I finally got her a phone and she like hugged me and was like, thank you, dad, thank you. Oh, you're the best. And he said, this is the day I lost my daughter. Mm. He's like, because from that day on, she basically stayed in her room, on her device right. all the time. I didn't know who she was talking to half the time. She's a different person today and not like in a, oh, she's grown up and matured. Like, right. I don't recognize this person. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the other people that he doesn't even know have significant influence in her life, whether yeah. it's through social Which, media or, and I will even say this before you go on, like everyone has a kid who has a child. There's a kid that you're, goes to your kid's school. Maybe they're even friends with your kid. Maybe they're not. Sure. But you're like, I don't like that kid. And I don't want that kid in my house. Mm-hmm. Like there are, there are, there was, a, there was a kid when my son was in the first grade who came over once. And the, this kid was like a six-year-old. And I left and I was like, I don't like that kid. He's a <laughs> six-year-old. Because the first time he was in my house, he and my son, which my son had never done this before, they were throwing apples at our wall. <laughs> and I was like, what in the world? Like, so this kid was just sure. a little, whatever. But you don't you. There's probably kids that you would never let come over, and just hang out in your kid's room because you're right. like, I don't trust that kid. But they're they're in there, right? With and the phone. And I guess that's the the with the device. The yeah. thing is like the core issue. You said like, what's the core part of us? Is it a spiritual part? And mm-hmm. if the core part of us is spiritual, like, and you uh, of your kids is spiritual, it's your job to help shape that core part as much as you possibly can. Right. And if you're letting that influence, again, the stranger danger is not that they're going to kidnap um, their body, essentially, but it's going right. to capture their mind, capture their, mind. capture their soul or curiosity yeah, or whatever their it heart. is. And I think that's the, the stranger danger that should be more 
recognized. Um, mm-hmm. And it does lead to physical danger. We know we know this. That's well, that's the main. W- for example, and again, not about fear mongering. The main way that like sexual predators, right? It's not they don't just show up unannounced at a house. That happens, I'm sure. There's mm-hmm. kidnappings and things like you've talked about. But it's online grooming, and mm-hmm. the kid starts talking to them, not knowing who they are, and they say, "Hey, meet me somewhere here," and they do, and it's like a willing. It's a it's a trick, but it's a it's like worked out, right? You know what I mean. And so online, and again, not about fear mongering, but the the point is, if if the primary bucket uh, that that is informing your decision is safety, safety, ask yourself the question: Do I believe that this makes them more safe, or do I at least believe that the way I'm letting them use it, correct, makes them more right. safe? And if the answer is no, then either get rid of it or change the way you let them use it. Yeah, and and two, I think that it's probably answering the same the same question that that first bucket was answering of like solving some personal um, problem for you. Right. Is it's it, like is the, it really their safety or is it my anxiety? It's my anxiety that if I can keep tabs on them, then I will feel more comfortable rather than developing trust and going through the hardship right. of they were it's late like finding Nemo. Right. You know, like <laughs> that movie, it's like we laugh at those movies. It's a good lesson, but you, you know, you think you can do this, but you just can't Nemo. Yeah. He says it to Nemo. I, they're, they're, when when they're swallowed in the whale, yeah. this is such a which by the way happens in like multiple Disney movies. Sure. There's a, they're in a whale's belly well, at some biblical. point. It is biblical. It's good. We don't know what Jonah did in the whale if he talked to fish or right. whatever. But basically, he's like you know because a bad thing happened to Nemo's family. Sure. He's like, I promised I would never let anything happen to him. And then the dumb fish story is like that sounds pretty terrible. Yeah, but it's true. Like, if you never what she says, what she says is really profound. It's super if you profound. never let some, if you never let him do anything, then I don't know. It's like some, it's something good. It's but great. We should probably just look it up. Well, but. yeah, just watch it. Watch Finding Nemo. Uh, but point is, that's obviously a simplified right version of it. But there is a certain degree where, at the very least, examine yourself, examine mm. your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like knowing what's going on. I mean, there's so many Psalms where David is clearly aware of his own heart. Sure. Where he's like, like, what's going on inside of me? Yep. You know? There's an issue here. Can you can you help me work through this? It's like when people say, follow your heart, the Bible would never say that. Because like Psalm says, that the human heart is wicked above all else. Mm. Who, can know the, who can know how truly wicked it is or something right, right. along those lines, right? So just examine yourself and say, is this really about their safety or is this about my fear and anxiety yeah and if that's the truth own it yeah like and, oh, and, and i need and, them to have a phone because otherwise i'd be a mess right and there might be a circumstance that because we don't know everybody's circumstance like there might be a situation where you do need to know where your kid is at sure. and that that's a completely appropriate way to have um that relationship built um but just understand that that's the reason you're getting it for them it comes with all this other stuff make sure it's at least solving that that problem and also be aware of the fact that there is growing evidence that suggests that children never being outside of their parents' purview is leading to like, it's developing this like risk aversion to a degree that is not wisdom. It's debilitating. I can't It's anxiety. It's anxiety, but it's it's, it's not. I used to go all kinds of places. My parents didn't know where I was Mm -hmm. more than they even know. There were times I spent the night at a friend's house and I'd not stay at that friend's house. (laughs) And I'm not talking about in high school. I'm talking about. Yeah. In fact, when I was in high school once, this is a true story, and we'll move on. My mom, I spent the night at a friend's house. My mom came to that house that morning because she couldn't get a hold of me. I think I had a cell phone. Oh, I didn't have a cell phone yet. That's right. I told her I was going to be. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. And uh, she called the house, and no one answered. And it's because me and, like, three other friends were, were there. But there was a guy who lived at their house. He was a little older. I think he was, like, he wasn't a brother, but he Just was, like, like, a cousin or something. Yeah. And so 
he didn't know we were there. So my mom pulls up and she's like, I'm looking for Justin. He's like, oh, Justin's not here. And my mom, so I get home. She's like, where were you? And I was like, I was literally there the whole night. And you it's true. Know me. And she finally trusted me. But there were other times that she had no idea. Yeah. And I'm not saying that those were good moments, but I'm saying that I did, again, really bad things could have happened and maybe it would have been the end of me. Sure. But what they ended up being were times where I messed up and didn't get caught. And that, and, but like, you integrated the boundary into your mind. Yes. You're like, this is the way I learned. I threw a rock at my brother once and I wanted him to move. It was a big, like heavy rock. And as soon as I let go of the rock, I said, I hope this doesn't kill my brother. <laughs> I really did. Which brother? Benji. Yeah, yeah. And he moved out of the way, but I was like, from that day forward, I never threw a rock at oh, my brother. Oh, I got a like, good buddy that threw a hammer at his brother oof. one time and a brother dodged right. and it went through the wall behind him and he's like, that would have killed me. <laughs> right. He's like, but you missed, so whatever. Yeah. But um, so the third bucket is that social bucket. And this is the bucket, honestly. Was that the third bucket? I mean, the third bucket you had was the... Confirmation bias. They, they, they need training on this. Oh, let's do, can... let's do this one in two seconds. Um, it's not hard to use a phone. You didn't get one until you were 30-something if yeah. you're a certain age, and you're fine on and it. And you sound... Okay, this... Okay, I'm trying to say it more... Trying to be more loving. It sounds like parents who might have that argument of, like, I'd rather them drink at home. It's like, no, they're 16. They don't need to drink. Just have that be a rule that they don't drink. Right, right. Like, that way they know how they can handle alcohol, and it's like, no, we've discovered that this is bad for you. Yeah. Don't... You don't need to teach them how to do it yeah, before it, they're it, exactly. Ready and I, for it. it makes sense on a logical level of saying, yeah, they are going to need to know how to use these devices. They're going to get a job one day, and they can't right. go to a job like I don't have a cell phone. That's probably not a thing. Sure, but don't overestimate the difficulty. Of, yeah. You you could wait until they're out of your house, and and they can decide if they want to because three year olds can handle phones. Right. Like you give it to them, <laughs> and they're better at it than you would imagine. Yes. Fast. Yeah. So just again, that makes sense. I'm not trying to to like. Right undermine and offend but it's just it's it's probably that that's probably doesn't rise to the level of no it sounds better than in the reality of what it actually accomplishes yeah but the the social aspect i think is pretty real that's bucket and, number four that's a big one and i do think that there is a reality to the way that kids communicate again my my question and this is an open question for me obviously but my question is like is giving your kid a phone enabling them to be more social or is it actually mm. just fostering unhealthy behaviors with their friends like yeah that's so funny because as the phone use has increased antisocial behavior has increased <laughs> right and so like so that's if you're thought about that if you're trying to create a, a culture in your home where you're discipling your kids like fellowship is the word it's like the bible word like mm. like an enriching and fully awesome like community you know friendship hanging out eating dinner together sharing a meal all of that like are you creating spaces for them to fellowship quote unquote or is it just that they're, you know, constantly like barely talking to people or mm -hmm. being more friends? Now, some of you are raising kids in a homeschool environment or like at a co-op where it's like once a week is the only time they see kids and it's at church. It's like that kid might need a phone or he might need a, a device that allows them to like play video games with their friends so that they have shared experiences with their friends beyond just that one day a week. Right. Um, but for most kids... Um, and we can get to this in a different episode. They might just need a break from their friends. Yeah, I would like to make this, uh, I think the next episode should be, and we can probably do this one faster, but just the unintended the unintended consequences of having a device. Sure. And maybe we just go into some of that. Um, 
because a lot of times there's things you don't think about. Right. We've, we've touched <clears throat> on this a little bit, but we could probably do that and have it be its own. Yeah. So I guess that last thing. bucket would be, is this actually helping your kid be more social? If your answer is yes, totally fine. And again, we'll, we'll go over restrictions, unintended consequences, on another one. Yeah. On another one. But answer those questions, be able to answer why. And here's the, the thing, Justin mentioned it earlier. It's like, this is one of the one cases where I do think that you can put the toothpaste back in the tube or like the genie back in the bottle, like where we were talking about repenting. Like if you say like, actually, as I think about those questions, the phone is only doing negative things yeah. to my kids. We did that with Fortnite. Right. So this is, an, this is kind of a sure. cliche example. Liam begged us to get this game that used to be all, maybe it still is, but it was when he was in fourth grade, he's in seventh now, it was all the rage. Yeah. And it's like, if you didn't have Fortnite, it was the, as a boy, like you're not alive. Yeah. And so we finally relented and he became, it was like the cliche within three weeks. He was like this stressed out monster who was just like on edge all the time. And he snapped at us and we just were like this, no. And so we got to where we're like, no, it, you're done. Right. Never. And, and he actually got to the point after three, four weeks of that, like, I don't want this anymore anyway. Hmm. So yeah, but we put the toothpaste came back and into the bottle. Like you said, in the, the tube, the, the students or the teenagers will appreciate the structure. They will appreciate having their time back. They might appreciate having time to rest. They might appreciate not being tracked all the time. They might, you know, it's like they might actually respect you and that relationship of trust might build a little bit yeah. more if you're able to kind of put the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, but it'll just be a challenge for a Yeah, season. absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, there you go. To so, buy or not to buy, to buy the question. To device, to not device, should you even, should you even phone, bro? Um, is that how can <laughs> so, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but the point is, know why. Mm. You know, you're discipling your children. Does this device help you do that and if and or even if you believe it's a necessary evil you believe right. it's a necessity well then i'm going to do it in a way where i'm going to be so aware of why i'm doing it and what the purpose is and what the dangers are that i'm going to uh i'm going to do it intentionally and we're going to we're going to get into more of that in episodes to come sweet so with that said thanks for listening um this is all about how to raise your kids so that they love jesus and follow jesus and you're you're discipling them not just you know not, what would the other option be if you're not discipling them? You're just sort of... Just letting them be the... Parent. You're letting them... You're <laughs> just letting them do their thing. Yeah. Um, but either way, thanks for listening and looking forward to, to more conversations in the future.